again. Oh my god, we are in the actual same room. Um, we I've flown into Copenhagen, swooped in, and would you know it, for the first time in how many episodes, George, we are in the actual room together. It's a, it's a breath of fresh air. It's, I mean, I feel, I feel the energy's changed. I think it's going to... I'm gonna... a bit down. <laughs> He's a bit down. We're, we're going to be so out of sync now because sitting here talking is going to feel really weird. We're still on different time zones. Different time zones. I've been jet-lagged, uh, flying all over the place. But I wanted to be with my George. Um, <laughs> we've got some of our friends coming soon, but we thought we'd slip in a podcast before they do. Uh, George has fed me up with some many uh, delicious things on rye bread, which is basically <laughs> what you eat in Denmark. You just, you just if it's pate, if it's pork, if it's tuna, if it's cheese, egg, you just slap it on rye bread, <laughs> and uh, it's absolutely delicious. Yeah, some of that stuff's very thick. Get some pickle or relish on it. It's almost like carpentry, some of this. Working with this, some of these thicker rye bread is like carpentry. <laughs> um, they are delicious. Um, yeah, so... That's where we are right now, and what what are we doing today, George? Uh, we're doing a we're doing a podcast, Steve. That I think is, I don't want to call this an exercise in ranting, but I think there may be an element of slightly put outedness. Right. Um, we did our episode a while ago on kind of conversations, and this is, I think, going to be a a recounting of a few things we've noticed in particularly contemporary speech dialogue communication that I think if we were to put a thesis on it results from internet culture and lack of attention culture and how that has kind of permeated a lot of interactions that we see day to day and they can often be rather hard to stomach so <laughs> I mean I mean I'm ready for this I think I think this could get get our hackles up um, <laughs> we could easily easily start screaming into the mic but um yeah okay i mean when i arrived here george told me george told me a funny story that sort of set this off really where george would just sometimes relate to me the 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 most annoying thing that's happened recently and this was one when you were playing football was it sort of Brought this all to a head. Uh, yeah, I was going to use a different sport to try and keep it anonymous. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say while I was playing rugby. While I was at my local handball club. <laughs> exactly. Um, let's, uh, let's throw a few other sports in there just to try and draw attention away from where it may have been. George, George played a whole host of sports. Uh, uh, rugby, football. It could have been uh, at one of the many sports clubs that I've joined tennis. since I've been here. It could be any activity George does. Well, you arrived and... Uh, we spent that first evening ranting and we're just really trying to recapture this recorded. But the incident in question is is on topic for this. I would say it's slightly different, but I will try and try and bring it back on brand. Uh, I'd kind of like to talk about this on the podcast just because I feel like it's my sort of anthropological moment and or like sort of Jerry Seinfeld moment where you get to coin, you know... <laughs> She's a close talker. You get to kind of pick something that happens and brand it and name it. Right, right. And, you know, get my stamp on it. So the thing I'd like to talk about is a kind of spin-off from passive aggressiveness that I'm calling passive entitlement. Okay. And it is a thing that occurs primarily on a written medium, often in a group chat um, when... 
there are clear rules for how the people in the group should be behaving. So there's, you know, uh, sign up for something within a certain time or be here, you know, be at a certain location at a certain moment. There's only X number of positions available for yeah. people. Yeah. Um, very clear cut. The rules are made clear well in advance through the goodness of someone going to a great effort to organise something. Yeah. Unspoken social convention. Yeah. Well, spoken. <laughs> Turn up at this time and do this. <laughs> right, right. Right. And I've just noticed, I've seen this, this is the most recent incident I can think of, but... Um, you'd get quite a few people would kind of write in and say, I I actually really wanted to come to this, but I've not, you know, signed up in time or made the effort to do what I needed to do. Mm. So can someone who's already going just drop out so I can get involved? Right. And they'll write it and it'll, it's usually a guy in the instances I've seen, it's been a guy, but then it's kind of made to look that little bit more sociably acceptable because they've popped a little smiley face at the end. So, oh, I'd really like to take part in this. So could someone who's followed the rules, um, you know, fall on their sword for me and then I can get involved. Thanks, smiley face. Why? Why are you entitled to that? I don't understand why you're allowed to just get away with it. You didn't, you know, follow the rules and attend appropriately. Yeah. Yeah, and what, so if someone comes, someone shows up, someone shows up what, how late? Well, so so this, there were, there were two sides to it. There was, this was just the, can I get in on the event after turning <laughs> right. up really late? Right. But then there's also, there's also that thing of, how do I put it? Someone wants to help out, quote unquote, but also really wants the glory of being the person who has helped what has happened. So... The rugby ball we want to play with is deflated. I'll go out and buy another one. I'll buy another ball that's also flat. But can someone bring a pump for it? <laughs> and they'll turn up an hour late without the pump and be going, has anyone got a pump to blow the ball up? Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's not good, is it? It's not enough. You need If you're going to solve the problem, solve the problem. Don't <laughs> half-ass it and then expect to be kind of... Like doted on for your ability to save that's slightly just, different i think that's that's kind of just wanting to be be appraised but this like the specific the passive entitlement thing is because there is entitlement without the passiveness right you could say yes. uh i want to play and i've known this guy for longer so someone get out i'm getting involved but asking someone to fall on their sword when someone has done everything that they're expected to do and don't know these other people it's not like oh it's a friend yeah. It's a complete stranger asking someone to sacrifice themselves for them because they didn't follow the rules. So they, so they actually said, does someone want to drop out? That was it would be word. great if someone drops out, I'd love to play. <laughs> would you? <laughs> Good luck to you then. That's, but I think... But I that, think, that's also like... Yeah, and it's that thing of like, it's, it's so unrelated to... It's like, well, that's your life, like... Oh, it just put, oh, I haven't played in however long. And the thing I've... is here as well is it's a standing invitation. So it's the same every week. You have to sign up by a certain time. It's not taken, you know, it's not this was a one-off event, first yeah. come, first served. Well, in that case, tough anyway. But the rules are made clear and are always the same. Yeah. Follow them. It It's ludicrous. Oh, uh, I'd really like that taxi, actually. And I know you hailed it first, but can I get in? Because I've got somewhere I need to be. Yeah, yeah. And so does everyone else. It It's sort of... Taking a non um, a non unique issue, I want to play this game, 
and lording it over someone who's got exactly the same issue at stake. I also want to play this game and I followed the rules. But the way it fits into this kind of internet speak is that it's it's slightly more faceless because it's from behind a keyboard. It's maybe appended to a little internet profile, you know, user XYZ. But the use of smileys is what I find really quite pernicious about it. Like a ma- like an adult, you know, like a 45 year old man making a fairly outrageous request like this and then dressing it up with, oh, he did pop a little smiley face on the end. Yeah, yeah. I'll let him take my spot. Yeah. People would do that at things like in university emails when there would be a, you know, a reading group or something and it was like someone had gone to trouble of like creating and hosting a reading group and we're going to go through this book chapter by chapter and yeah, it's that sort of thing where someone, someone is like now they've done all that so you've purely just got to show up or not but when it's like someone, you know, someone's like, do you... Do you think you could maybe start at this time because I've got... Well, there's, like, the, there's ten other people. There's the timings, but I think something... That's a really good example where this does exist, is you will say, okay, and the reading group's going to be about Ulysses. Someone will comment, uh, could we not do it about uh, Jane Austen? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I kind of prefer that. All right, we'll do that, will we? But, but to make it the passive entitlement, it would be, hey, guys... Um, was just thinking it would be really good to do Jane Austen, actually. <laughs> Smiley face. <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah. Why would it be? Just because you know about that thing. And it's the... They have an agenda, a clear agenda. They make a tokenistic effort to make it seem like it's for the good of others. Yeah. But it's clearly not. And, like, this, the there is that sort of, like, the passive-aggressive smile. The smiley face with, like, the, like... Yeah, guys, so... That's it. If you just said, I hate Ulysses, I'd rather it was on something else, that's not passive entitlement, that's just entitled or just, you know, contrary maybe, but there's the, (laughs) yeah, um, actually, uh, let's do it like this. And it'd be like, plus, gives a lot of people time to have dinner if we start an hour later, smiley face or something. Smiley face, wink. I'm doing it for you guys. Yeah. Um, It's, It's... Becoming more prevalent, I think. I see it more. The use using emojis or like cute little ways of trying to crowbar in what is essentially there were the rules, you didn't follow them, so you're not entitled to join in. Do you think like there's something where people as well don't like they like confrontation less, or do you think it's like just a sort of just sort of cowardly way of No, because I've I've often seen the people that sort of conduct these ways of crowbarring themselves into things kicking off as well. Oh right. You know, if someone says, Oh, you should have been here earlier, they go, Oh well actually I did it. Then they turn. So they're hoping yeah, yeah. it's kind of a one shot, you know. If if they make this pledge and or this plea and someone goes, Okay, I will sacrifice myself for you, they get what they want. But if someone says, uh, no, that's not how it works, they go, Oh well actually I have these reasons so everyone's got reasons. It's, it 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 got my goat, Steve. I don't know if I've made that clear here, but um, yeah, passive I, entitlement. Watch out for it. There's um the thing I mentioned when you mentioned this was uh like dinner parties. If so, if you if you had a thing at your house, a dinner thing, and someone asks, it, there's such a there's such a line where you know people have their preferences, they have their allergies, whatever. But there's definitely a line where if you if you get too entitled, it's like you're more trouble as a guest than it's worth and it's better for you just not to come. And it's it's like if, if someone says, um, yeah, uh, you know, um, oh, actually, uh, me and Susan are doing um, veganism 
uh, at the moment for the next uh, just two weeks. So we're still on our vegan month. So if you could, uh, you know, make something. And it's like at that point, you're like, so it's just like we're already doing a roast pork. Yeah. It's not a problem if you're a vegan, but it's like if someone like slips that in, it's like as well if it's an arbitrary thing, like they're not a vegan anyway, but it's like, oh, we're doing a vegan month. It's like, well, that's your, that's your like personal little like project. If you flag that up from the very outset and kind of make it, yeah, if that's a thing. But just the way you say it, right? I'm sorry if it's too much trouble, but would you be able to? Yeah. But saying, I'm doing this, accommodate me, little smiley face. That's when it becomes this right, sort of yeah. passive, I know what I want, but I'm going to dress it up. Right. It would be better to say, sorry if it's trouble for you, but I won't be eating what you're serving if you could accommodate Right, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, if right? you do There's it from the first moment of invite, yeah. but it's like if it's sort of thrown in... Um, and dare I say they're not a main guest to begin with and they're probably not Noel Coward are they they're not going to be like <laughs> a, a great raconteur yeah nothing wrong if you're vegan and need to be accommodated but it's just, yeah it's, it's just that like as well it's more to me the idea if it's just someone's little project as well it's not even like right. I'm not I'm not a committed vegan I'm just doing it for like I'm doing vegan October yeah um, well I, I only work from a standing desk now so if we could all stand <laughs> right. that would be we that would all, be great. Yeah, um, smiley face. Or like, yeah, we 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 actually have the dog. So if we could just bring that, <laughs> you don't mind if we bring the dog? It's like, well, at this point, I don't I don't know if it matters that much if you come tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, and we're going to be thirty minutes late, so we'll be there at the main course. I hope that's all right. If you could um, wait, <laughs> yeah, it would be. But the passive entitlement would be, we're running a bit late, so if you could serve it half an hour later, we could all then chat together. <laughs> Smiley. That, that's the passive entitlement, right? Right, right. That if it's, we're going to be late, so please just deal with it. But it's shifting everyone else's, or, or so if, you know, if someone else could come late so that you know, we're not the only ones who feel awkward or something. Right. Like yeah. Asking far, far beyond what you're really entitled to. But do you, do you see this as like a... A, a cultural is it like a generational thing no like, or is it a... often the, the the guilty passes I've seen are, are from all ages from all ages um, but I do think it's a little bit of a spin off from the fact that you could do it from behind a keyboard or pop an emoji in so right it would be harder to you know you couldn't write a letter in the 50s saying, oh, would it be good if you drop out, you know, so I can play in the next half an hour? It just wouldn't work. The medium kind of allows you to do that a bit more now. Yeah, yeah. But I would say the other things we're going to talk about are much more rooted in the internet and how it has sucked the attention spans out of most people. Um, what is one of those things? Well... Do you want me to do one? I'd love talk it. one. I'd love it. Um, talk one for me. We'll talk one. Well, well, on the spinning, on a you know related thing is obviously the fact of the people are just way more likely to like we talked about flaking and sort of just generally the way that you're able to you're able to do things that are sort of quite openly rude but because there's just no confrontation you're able to like either ghost or flake in a way that you can just you can have just even sort of sort of arranged to be at a place in a group or whatever and you just basically just didn't show at all like it was a group of six of you who oh, were so going to go and not meet not in a dating context no say even there was this group of you who were all going to meet and you could just you just essentially not show and some people would just text in like half an hour later and be like 
oh, you guys get, you know, 40 minutes later, oh, you guys go on with it. Like, that's even polite, right? That's even, like, polite these days if someone, like, texts you after the fact and be like, oh, well, it looks like I'm not going to show, guys. But it's like, if you had a range with just that person, Mm. that would be, like, super rude. But it might just be because there's a group, it's sort of like, you can just never have to explain or, like, you can just kind of have completely disappeared off the radar and have no... There's no, like, social consequences for that. And I think then in, like, dating, that becomes even more pronounced where you can have, you know, one-on-one with people. You can have nearly... I don't know if I talked about once someone sort of arranged a thing with me, arranged a date. They won't be listening to this, so it doesn't matter. But um, we we arranged to meet once, and it was the next day. We were going to meet next day. It, It turned out that day was super cold, like super snowy, it was one of the coldest days in England that day. But I assumed, like, I, I did a sort of putting out the feelers the night before to be, like, still on for that coffee tomorrow? Nothing. So it comes to the morning. As far as I know, that we did have it still arranged. But I thought, haven't heard anything. It's getting cl- I, I'm kind of not... I'm not going to go, like, 20 minutes and then show up if she... Like, there's just no response at all. And so, luckily, I didn't. But then, like, about four hours after the appointed meeting time or later, like, got a text saying, Ha, oh, it's so cold today, isn't it? Like, oh, it's so cold, exclamation mark. As if, like, that was, oh, the, you know, I didn't show up because it's really cold, isn't it? But it's like, you you have to say it. You can't yeah. have, like, it's basically she didn't, but it was just like, that was like, ha ha. It's like, silly, wasn't it? Silly me. But it's like by the weather. Yeah, but it's like, it, it was just the fact that you didn't even have to, you didn't even have to put a message. And I'm not, I'm not now going to say, uh, oh, I'm perfect and never flake on things. That's not my, my point. Like, that is what many of us have done. And I've done things, you know, I, I've done things where I've like, just, just through losing contact or whatever, or things change, like just have not got back to someone. And I've like, like I've said before, like I felt really bad about it. I thought like, that's that's like crappy behavior um and i don't like it but yeah it's like that you know it's that thing of just you could just have arranged something but on in a dating context that's very unusual right that that used to i don't know how much it used to happen well, was before that the something internet, but arranged through the internet through uh, an app because is there almost a there's a sense where it's just not like a real. kind of social contract with if we arranged to meet in Tinder and I didn't show it doesn't matter. Whereas if I it was someone no, I met don't, on I the think, street and exchanged numbers, you're more obligated to. No, I talk. I think it's still it's still really bad form if you've arranged. There, there's it's still like you can't you can't just not show to something like what if I had gone then and someone had said like oh you know it's. Yeah, what if, you, what you if can't. She'd be... gone after you decided not to. If she'd gone, maybe no, that, I knew because I knew maybe that's why she. We hadn't you spoken a cold. few days. No, because I knew she hadn't. We spoke. hadn't spoken a few days, and it was just evident, like there was just no contact. So I thought I'd throw it out before, but yeah, it was just that sort of like not showing up at all. Um, I think she even texted me. It's it was even like a day or two after. I don't think it was on the day we were meeting. <laughs> she just blanked for like two or three days, and it was just like. Oh, it was cold this week, wasn't it? It's just like, oh, right. Um, yeah, but uh, I do think those things are like, you know, you, you, those, those, some people do now just assume that is the standard, particularly 
dare I say it might be a bit of a a young and entitled thing people do more in their 20s where they do just think like people's time is disposable like just not really respecting people's time in that way yeah possibly maybe when you're younger you do more social things so there's more opportunity to flake yeah if you're 35 and you're meeting your best friend you know you've got probably a slightly smaller circle or a more yeah you know picked group of activities and people and things that you associate with yeah if you're 20 and you're sort of spreading yourself really thin then it's kind of easier maybe to say oh well i won't follow through on that because i've got this going on well for me now i just don't make i i I just i just try not to say i'm gonna do anything unless i'm actually gonna do it that's true like i just i just try and completely not promise things because i just know that if you just say yeah, I'm going to come and we're going to do that. I, I just think, like, it's there needs to be a point where... It's just like what you say has to mean something if you say you're going to be somewhere. Well, yeah, it's, it, it, obviously. It, it just all goes out the window if it's like, oh, he said he'd come, but he may just never show up. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a really bad trend to get going. But I do, I do think some people just have that as part of their character yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think that's been aided by just the kind of... There, there, there is just a sense now where people feel, especially if you haven't really spoken to someone in a while in person, if you've just been texting, even if it's a friend you haven't spoken to in a, like quite a while, it's like it's become acceptable that you can just sort of send a smiley on the day and completely cancel the day. But the pre, day's plans. pre kind of mobile phone communication, right? You would make plans and then you would have no way of verifying it and you would have to just show up. Whereas now. If someone's two minutes late, everyone's checking their phone. Where are they? Mm-hmm. Where are you? <laughs> right, yeah. It's like people are just cripplingly insecure because they have the mechanism to check up on someone. Right, right. I don't know. When my mum and dad would have been meeting, it would have been like, I'll see you at seven o'clock at this place, arranged on the Sunday, three days before the event. It's just like you're kind of relying on them showing up. Right. Goodwill yeah. will have to see out because otherwise nothing would ever happen. But now, because you can just, oh, hey, I'm just doing this thing, and you can sort of instantly update what you're up to. It is quite a pervasive, like, it allows poor behaviour to kind of pervade. Right, yeah. Because it's like, oh, but I'm telling you live what's happening, right, so yeah, I'm allowed yeah. to run off. Whereas yeah. if, if you'd arranged a set time three days prior and you have no opportunity to check up on it, you couldn't go, oh, I'm just going to pop in here and do this because it would derail everything. But if you can say, oh, well, I'll just WhatsApp you and let you know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. And But the insecurity that you see from it as well is, is kind of shocking. If someone's waiting by themselves, they're on their phone immediately right. checking. It's not just, oh, they'll show up in five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Attention span's gone, completely decimated, I think. I think it's, is it atten- I guess it is attention span and it's some ability to just like not have to be on top of, like you can just, you can just like occupy yourself and be passive in that moment, get a drink, hang out, do you, you know what I mean? You don't have to like, yeah, freak out about where someone is or worry about it. But I, I guess like you say, it's the opportunity to throw a text out to someone is too yeah. tempting. But just, you know, the eventuality of, oh, maybe they got hit by a car, existed just as much in the 70s, right? When you didn't have a mobile phone. Yeah. But now, oh, they're a minute late. I better text and see where they're at. You know, 
Right, yeah, The yeah. risk factor then was <laughs> yeah. just the same, probably possibly worse then as it is now. But people now, if someone doesn't show, they're immediately chasing and checking. Right. But it's because you've got the mechanism to do it. Yeah. If you didn't have it, you wouldn't have that concern, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we've sort of meandered slightly away from this Sorry. Topic. Yeah, go on. What's some... Lay into some people for me. I'm... <laughs> hey, I'm here. I'm just... I'm just here reporting the facts. Yeah. Um, what what are some what are some internet based trends, George, that have bothered you? Have bothered me. I think. Should we talk about the uh, the the perfect culture? Go on. The culture of perfection, uh, <laughs> by which I mean comment culture. Let's say on YouTube. Yeah, you don't even mean the. Uh, the pressure to be perfect. No, no, the opposite, I think. What I'm talking about is people's willingness to throw hyperbolic, extreme, objective, kind of just bullseye definitions of how someone is based on absolutely nothing. Yeah. Often based just on image. Um, and I think it's sort of some of the most like dangerous and harmful stuff people can do but really we're talking about let's say singers probably probably more with like female musicians it will happen a lot right you'll see like celebrities yeah celebrity yeah you'll see a new song by uh, Miley Race I don't know Beyonce yeah Beyonce let's say Beyonce song all the comments lots of the comments underneath she's perfect she's not perfect (laughs) might be a good song but it's that it's that making that leap, right? But Beyonce, I don't think, is the best example because she's like the top. She's of the like top tier, of right? the game. But if we're talking about someone a level down, so I don't know, Miley Cyrus, Miley Cyrus, right? Selena Gomez, perfect. One of those, not a perfect example. <laughs> <laughs> She'll have a new song out. She's perfect. She's not, is she? It's it's a pop song. Great song. She danced brilliantly in that. Her voice is great. She's not perfect. There's sort of such an all-encompassing piece of like, aggrandizement that is just so, so damaging. She's queen. queen. I mean, she is queen. She is queen. So I, I think my issue with these kind of just hanging such a big statement on something so frivolous, I think is, you know... I think it's pretty damaging, but the way the language is then used to do it is the thing that's really been irking us. Yeah, I I think it's like some weird, you know, as well when it's like grown grown adults say it as well. Like you'll, it's not it's not even often like sixteen year olds. It is sixteen year olds, but it's also like people who are old enough to know better as well, and they'll be like, well. Obviously, like, Selena Gomez is absolute queen and can do no wrong. It'll be, like, something like that. And it'll be like, what? why are you, why are you saying that? Like, why are you, like, why are you deifying someone who's, like, ten years younger pop star than you? Like, it's, like, it's very, very strange. It's, like, our weird way of, um, I don't know. I guess it's part of our weird celebrity worship and our, it's sort of, like, people's desire to see to see someone as like immediately like they might have even been on the scene for about a year and it's like immediately they're being seen Mm -hmm. lauded as this like shit they can do no wrong they're pristine they're perfect every mannerism they do every behavior like oh there was a video a 10 second video of them like feeding a cat oh my god that is goals like owning a cat like that is goals and it's just like (laughs) 
it's like it's a person yeah. doing a doing a normal thing. It's a normal thing. And it's it's like when people carry that, like you say, they carry that over into their real life. Like people don't just limit that to talking like that online. They'll start talking like it in conversation. So I think with this specific, the kind of hyperbolic extreme commentary, it is. I think I think it's really hurtful and kind of a bit damaging and creates like sort of unrealistic expectations on things. You do see it a lot. It's sort of tied in with maybe like wedding culture. One that I hear a lot. <laughs> this is, you know, I know I'm laughing because I know where George is well, going it's with this. It's that it's like using the she's perfect. It's like a sort of an absolute statement. She's the most beautiful bride, the most ever of all time, right? <laughs> so you've used that. You've used that sort of um, piece of praise once. You can't use that again. That's done. You've used it. You're, you're, you very, you're th- very annoyed at the, the fact, the empirical facts yeah. can't... You you're can't, annoyed at a logical <laughs> contradiction. Everyone you can't go to six, six weddings in a year and say, oh, she was the most beautiful bride. She was the most beautiful bride. It's like, either the one before is out in the cold. <laughs> it's like... it's a People do do that. Thing. They're like, to the best couple I've ever seen. It'd be like... This is the this is the best couple. Like, well, not. I know slap in the face yeah. to our wedding. You went yeah. two two months ago. Yeah, rubbing it in for us, and I know him, and he's not the best. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> like it's just the extre the extremity of this hyperbolic language. I think it's I think it's really damaging and limiting. There's so many great I don't know ways you could praise someone or give them like appropriate sort of feedback or kind of encouragement that isn't she's perfect. He's the best. Oh, he's not the best. What the best man? He's not the best man you've ever met, is he? What What do you think is damaging about someone being like so hyperbolic about like? What do I think is damaging about yeah. it? Well, you, you know, because they might perf- be like George. You're being very cruel. I'm I'm just bigging up this wonderful bride who's having a lovely day. Well, you know, then say that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like say, I don't know. You could say you look great. You look fabulous. You're one. You know, you're a kind person. I appreciate yeah. your friendship. You're, you know, you've got a good spirit, a lovely outlook. But she's the most amazing bride ever. <laughs> yeah. It's like you can say that, but you will go to another wedding, and it's like, well, you just said that to Julie, so you've mugged, mugged Emily yeah, yeah. right off. It's it's the extremity of it, and that thing about this singer is perfect. Probably not. Probably right. not perfect if you see behind the curtain. And it's, you know, well, there's people doing, you know, I don't know, curing cancer, doing like better work that's sort of right. more meaningful. Throwing this kind of extreme hyperbolic language around is going to create like image and self-conscious issues, like body image issues. It's just like yeah. a slippery slope. And people do it in weird ways with even figures like they suddenly, suddenly there'll be some kind of crazy internet fervor about a political figure who's just got big on the scene and there's just all this like just all this absurd hyperbole about like oh the way they dress that couple like the perfect couple and like you're just like you're setting them up for a massive fall because mm. you're now like immediately setting this ludicrous idea of like this sort of godlike figure and it's like it's like a weird way to build people up and then they're teared down and we're surprised when they're revealed to be like flawed and human yeah. and it's like oh my god but you know I thought they were blah blah and it's like well yeah because you immediately constructed some crazy well, I image. Think, I think where we're coming from with this is that a lot of these ways of talking that we're going to get on a little bit in a second is 
it stems from a kind of internet image based short term memory culture right so saying like oh that's a perfect picture of a sunset on instagram and then that sort of snowballs into i will use this in my everyday language yeah yeah and and it's taking something that is is linked to yeah kind of short-term fairly vapid time-wasting frankly mechanism for selling advertising and using a language with that to then you know relate to people that you see day to day I think that's a really dangerous precedent but what what we've noticed or and I'm sure many have is the kind of particular language that slang and terminology and phraseology kind of I would call like buzzfeed language I suppose right like oh my god I can't even or bay or any of these sorts of terms yeah they didn't exist sort of pre I don't know, like social media, internet sharing, really Instagram, I would say. Certainly not in a kind of common parlance. And my issue with People it, definitely didn't say phrases like, can we just talk about how her hair is perfection? Exactly, it's right? Like that kind of, those, And I, I noticed you're putting a slightly American accent on it when you're doing it there. Which <laughs> That's because I was recently having to listen... LA. I was recently having to listen to a lot of American podcasters as well. And there's okay. definitely lots of like, can we just say that she is hashtag goals i mean right that using the the language of of these kind of short term uh, yeah social media sort of tropes is i think it's very i think the issue with it is i use lots of slang you use lots of slang i don't think there's a problem with kind of ingratiating yourself over time with a group using slang maybe as a kind of mechanism of joining in that might happen consciously or subconsciously I don't think there's a problem with slang that develops in community. I love slang. It's great. I think my issue with this is that it's so... You can kind of see where it starts, right? It starts in a very vapid environment online. It started within, you know, between five and ten years. It's quite a recent phenomenon. It's very particular. It's got a very particular register and a kind of um, image-driven like aesthetic to it, I suppose without too much depth. My issue with it is people have made a very conscious decision to adopt it. Whereas, you know, the word cool, right? It's not like you don't consciously go, I'm going to start saying cool. It's just part of a lexicon that develops. This is, I saw someone use the word bay. What does that mean? It means before everyone or anyone else, right? That's what it means. I'm going to start using that about my girlfriend, my boyfriend. Why why have you made that conscious decision? Is it to impress other people that do it is it because you think this fulfills a gap in our language that we never previously had and now saying oh my god i can't even just tip like scratches an itch that i could never previously answer with language yeah i don't think that's the case and i i just see it as such a a sad relinquishment of identity or independence i see it as just such a i'm going to absorb all these like meme style chats and use them in my day-to-day language as an adult, I find that quite upsetting to see. <laughs> well, you know, because it could that could it could easily be seen as like old manish, right? To be like against you know appropriation of these terms and things. But I do, I do share something of what you're saying with I, like. I would have felt like that when I was twelve. I'd right? No, like I that. and I agree. And I think when I was, you know when we were like late teenagers or whatever, there was internet speak coming in and it started to filter in in like our early twenties. But like I, I even, I then wasn't going around saying 
you know, hashtag goals or whatever it might be at the time. Um, you know, I can't even, or, uh, what's that other one when people say like, because something, right. They'll be like, because science, like just kind of these little, like they're meme things. And, and like you say, they're just plucked off. I've read this on Twitter today and I'm going to start saying it. And it does, it, it's kind of like, it's like a bad, it's like a bad verbal habit. It's not just like a normal slang term that just becomes like part of the culture. It's like, if you're a grown adult trying to speak properly, and like I said, I'll sometimes hear this on like radio shows and podcasts and things of grown adults who are like 30. I think like if you're for, you know, I don't know if you're, if you're trying to sound, if you're trying to pass yourself as just an intelligent thoughtful person I wouldn't be on stage and go uh, and they were like hashtag goals it's like I would feel like I'm speaking like a child now and some people are going to judge me well you certainly wouldn't wouldn't talk like that into a job interview right so there's a kind of test for that whereas there might be slang that's so appropriate now that everyone uses it even in a formal certain formal settings right some slang becomes that that ingratiated but but what you've said you've noticed is you will hear this kind of uh language used in an environment where apart from the language being used they're trying to express maybe you know it'll be a podcast like this they're talking about literature or books yeah, or yeah. ideas and you know presenting a certain image of you know i have my stuff together about these issues because i've put in a lot of work or i've studied or i've you know gained these things. yeah yeah but i will reduce it and it's not reducing it to using slang renders what you're saying kind of trite but reducing it to using the slang of trite mediums you know it like it kills itself yeah, if you're yeah. going to talk about something slightly more highbrow in a register that comes from mediums that are essentially vapid in of themselves yeah it's a self like self-canceling approach to do it well, it's like if you're being like oh well and they're wrong about that about atoms uh because quantum physics yeah. and you're like well, Elaborate. you're talking about an in- intelligent topic and then you to, to sort of say it... Yeah, it's like this flippant thing of like, I'm showing I have knowledge, but I'm also talking in a really... I'm like... It's like, I see it as sometimes... Again, I, I think it's annoying when like someone who's younger uses it as well, but when it's someone like over 30 or something or over 25, I think like, you know you know better if you're like trying to it's, speak to me, intelligently. To me, I think it's... It's the knowing better is is as much. You've made a really conscious decision to adapt something so so like traceable and contemporary. Yeah. To what end? Just to ingratiate yourself with other people that do the same? That seems quite sad, I would say. Yeah. Um, or if it's because you think yeah, because you think that expresses you it enables you to express yourself in ways that you couldn't previously. I just don't think that's the case. Yeah. It's the it's the immediate traceability of it to me is just I'm forfeiting my independence or kind of, you know, personality to just be part of a kind of broad, quote-unquote, like, meme culture or internet culture. doesn't seem like a great sort of culture to hitch your wagon to, Yeah, in my mind. And I think it is, like, it's showing I'm modern and relevant because I'm aware of this meme that's out on YouTube. And it extends to the physical, right? These, you know sort of like zeitgeisty little dances that happen. And <laughs> the, they, 
developing a, maybe in a specific like cultural milieu or like in a sport or something like it, the dab right for example developing maybe a sort of a community associated with a certain sport or something you look around you're in Chelmsford in Essex in 2018 and you see an adult man from Chelmsford do that and you say right. you're an absolute moron yeah, just if stop I see, doing because if that. I see a 10 year old kid do it I'm like well he's a kid watching stuff like yeah. it's like I expect I still a kid think to do a silly thing. That's terrible, <laughs> and it, it it needs to be nipped in the bud early on. But seeing an adult, you, I just want to say, like, why are you doing that? What what is that? You're just copying another adult, are you? <laughs> if that's what it is, I mean, great, good luck to you. But I, I find it very difficult. I to I, I find it's the it... relinquishment of all personal independence and identity. Yeah, and I I do distinguish because I think the adult thing is some sort of. It's some sort of quite sad attempt to be... It's like to show I'm not an old fogey. I'm like... I, I know what's on the internet. I know, like dabbing, right? But and like, like just then, or a little bit earlier, you said, oh, for fear of sounding slightly old now of touch. It's like, well, sort of act your age, right? Like, I, there's nothing wrong with me sounding 31. Well, there's nothing wrong with the fact that you didn't see... You haven't seen a video by some 15-year-old YouTuber that's, like, yeah, exactly. doing a dance. So it's, it's surely worse to, like, desperately try and seem on top of it right. than it is, you know, oh, he sounded a little bit out of touch from internet culture. Well, it's not a culture worth staying on top of anyway. No, I, I mean, I, I mean, it's most of it is a deluge of uh, nonsense. So, yeah, most of it's, like... A, tr- a complete waste of time but yeah it's like I-, I find i find that with a lot of trends to be honest the whole the whole idea of having to be on top of you know just just some floating idea that's just just some like zeitgeisty rubbish and it's just like there's a a, a phrase a meme a a quote, a something something with just, no depth to it right yeah Not, have you seen a, this film yeah it's yeah just this little phrase yeah and it's based on a 10 second video that uh, 500 million people have seen or something but it's just yeah so that those things i do i do think god you're you're in hell if your life is having to you know like those youtubers who basically there's a whole essentially uh, culture now of gossip youtubers and Mm -hmm. their whole thing is just to comment on they're basically like a weird kind of tmz for youtube that's Mm -hmm. like it's just we're we're giving the latest goss on your favorite YouTubers, and like every video is just, you know, here's a new meme that's that's been made big by this person. Here's a new story about a scandal, a sex scandal with one, and here's she's cheating on. It. I just think like, like you're, I think of like consuming that and just being like, think of how much time you're spending keeping on top of just these, whether it's a new meme, a new yeah new scandal it's just like it's just a churn of absolute yeah opt out twaddle opt out as quickly um, as possible <laughs> and uh you know i i do judge those creators a little bit but what's what i've noticed as well is that there are these different sort of set phrases or um kind of language uses that occur on cer- certain social media platforms that don't on others um, and one I've mentioned earlier that I'll bring up here again is on so on YouTube you'll be looking at older older music on YouTube you know a rock band from the 70s say and there's just this real kind of like I don't know trope or type where it will always be a young person opening by saying what their age is and they'll say 
I'm 16, but I like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, as if that gives them this extra level of credence right. by yeah, saying, yeah. I'm young, uh, but I found this out. Well, generations so of people have done this. You could be anyone. The need to share the comment is the thing I don't really understand. Yeah. And then after sharing it, this isn't unique. It's not one person wrote, oh, well, by the way, guys, I'm quite young and I like this old music. My dad found it for me. Great. But there's thousands, millions of these comments. Yeah. So people of all... I'm 18 and I consider this real music. Well, it's a copy and paste almost, right? So it's a bit like the other ones. People have consciously adopted it. YouTube is what, 15 years old? Like, the commentary on YouTube is a lot more recent. So it's such a, like a, a current adoption of this usage. And that's what I find so strange. You think, I'm going to write on this Rolling Stones video about how much I like it. And I'm going to let everyone know how young I am because I saw other people doing <laughs> it. It's so traceable that to me it's just, I'm relinquishing my personality and identity to buy into yeah, this yeah. repetitive cookie cutter. But it's like, and as well, it's just the little... The little brag. When it's like, I've seen someone be like, uh, you know, say it's a David Bowie song or whatever. Mm. I'm 16 and I, I, I'm I 16 and I'm sad that popular music isn't like this. Or, you know, I, I long for a time that music will sound yeah. like this again. And it's just, you know, I was born in the wrong time. It's like, oh, you want, basically. You're, you're sat on YouTube watching it, so you can see it <laughs> now. 30 years ago when David Bowie was releasing albums, you couldn't do that. So it's better now. So um, wind your neck in. It's, it's great. Have it, you ever seen... There's a Reddit thing that's like... That That reminds me of... There's a Reddit uh, famous collection, a, a thread that's like, um, oh, I am so smart. Mm-hmm. And it's like basically people who have commented on things attempting to show yeah. like their own... Uh, you know, oh, it's really difficult because I'm just ahead of so many of my peers mm-hmm. and, and like these ultimate cringy like comments, but it's just that of using it, using it to give yourself, you want people to go, my God, you're so ahead of your years. Yeah. It's amazing. But, but I think there's a difference between someone making a kind of, you know, articulated or just personal brag about how brilliant they are compared to their peers, but then doing it in this way where it's, I will adapt and adopt the formula that's existed across YouTube that loads of other people do and now I'm going to comment on a video and I'll do it in exactly the same formula. That's that's what really gets to me is is the relinquishing of the self right. to kind of co-opt this internet parlance, right? right? If someone just wrote, oh, I'm just so much better than all of my mates at school and I'm much smarter and I get it and others don't. Prattish thing to write but you've not kind of co-opted a formula right. you hate co- people just just copying the it's thing the they've formula, seen and that's it for, for me that's what really gets me and hearing it on a podcast that could be you know three young people talking about really interesting literature or films or dance or whatever they want to do brilliant but then having to bring in this this kind of language to do it just yeah like, why it didn't exist a couple of years ago you've you've hooked onto it in a way that just seems seems like very I don't know, it's like sell-out isn't quite the right way of putting it. it Buy-in. There, there is like a lack of thinking for yourself. Something. It's like, yeah, it's like doing the Instagram post and just pe- just copying the exact phraseology yeah. of like, when your blah, blah, blah yeah. does it's, this. It's exactly that. And then it's the relationship goals. And it's kind of like, it's like no, not an original thought. There. It's just <laughs> you. I mean, this is like kind of a... A smart or cynical way of thinking about it, but oh, know, this whole podcast is oh, cynical is, and a bit smart, disastrous, yeah. But <laughs> but in terms of taking something from you know, 
copying something, you might, you know, it will be Beyonce and her mates and she'll sort of, you know, put squad goals and, you know, like right. crew or whatever up. And then you'll see, you know, just like Dave from Birmingham will do it and he'll he'll copy them and it'll be like squad goals and it'll be Dave's three mates. <laughs> it's like, no one wants to be part of that group, right? <laughs> and it's just... It, it's it's that hyperbolic language. She's perfect. She's a queen. When everyone adopts it, it's just re- yeah, it's yeah. rendered completely yeah. redundant. If everyone's the best and the most beautiful, it's like if everyone, and is- every gang and group is the most perfect and desirable. Well, then none of them are. Or everyone is relationship goals. When it's like, oh, he he gave her chocolate, and most like, of he brought time- her chocolate from work. Right, right. Oh, relationship most of the time, goals. You'll have seen that couple. You'll have seen behind the curtain, and you think there's nothing. You know, I don't want to be anything like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is the image that someone presents on the internet is obviously not yeah, yeah. the real thing. And appending a few sort of statements that are written in a certain lexicon doesn't make it any more true. And I, it's a shorthand. I think it's a, a really quite dangerous shorthand that a backlash against will, um, will, will come about sooner rather than later, I would hope. I mean, that sounds like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> and they will all pay. <laughs> that was not a threat. Um, Wishful thinking. No threats. Yeah, we wish no one any harm. Um, the, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, we've covered a lot there. Um, got a lot out of our system. <laughs> um, I think it's seeing you's got me all, all riled up. <laughs> um, no, it is funny though. I do find these trends and uh What do you any of you listeners out there feel you know, do you use this language? Have you kind of have you bought into using like BuzzFeed speak? Do you do it and why do you do it? I'm like interested to know. Oh man, BuzzFeed is like the cradle of all of this where they you know, like BuzzFeed does this thing where it tries to sort of it co ops the language yeah. and says it in sentences like yeah. They, they almost started the thing of, like, actually in paragraphs, you know, in writing, mm-hmm. putting, like, and they, her hair is just hashtag on fleek and goals, mm-hmm. and, like, it's like it's in written stuff as well. Yeah. Um, how do you find it when you see it in a written article, does that? Well, I mean, obviously, if you're reading an article on BuzzFeed, that's what you're going to I mean, that's what you're going to get on so BuzzFeed. I, on that, I uh, accept that that's the thing. I, I don't... Well, they're, I don't they're, like it, but Well, I they're kind of almost... They're entitled to do play, it. Yeah, right? yeah. Because that's... You know, it's for kind of clickbait titles and all these things. It does a job, but it's when the reader then takes it and uses that in their conversation. I find that it's just it's a real shame, and I I think it would it does require some sort of slightly conscious decision. Oh, that word looks really good, or expresses something I want to express. I'm going to use it, and the traceability of it to me is the issue I have because it is just quite. I don't think you would do that unconsciously because it's such new language, right? I think you could unconsciously, you spend a lot of time in LA, you could unconsciously pick up some LA slang that you wouldn't have heard in the UK, right? That that would just kind of permeate. But having never seen the word bay used before, <laughs> reading it and seeing it and then go, oh, you know what? I'm going to refer to my girlfriend as bay. It's like, why would you make that conscious decision to do it? I'm interested to know if someone... Well, someone who uses that language. What, but you would be more angry. You would be more annoyed if someone went from using that on an Instagram post. But if they actually were in the conversation and went, "Oh," and then Bay comes home yeah, and I'm, tells me, that would be way I'm worse off. for you. I'm That's way worse. I've got to say, like, because I, you know, we talked about this before, but like, 
you this know, is this, also this is permeated with a particular sense of Englishness where I think it's even less acceptable, right? Right. To hear it English. I mean we probably cringe we probably cringe a bit more at the whole yeah. you know, using those those things. But I like because I thought when we were talking about this before, I thought like, oh, this might sound like this. This will sound a bit like, oh, we're just like shaking our fists and blah blah. blah. But I, I've got to say, if I went, you know, I don't mind it. I can, I can stomach it on posts and things where that's sort of like the language game people use. But I do, if I went on a date, say, and at, and someone was legitimately using that. Another threat coming, is it? <laughs> if so, if I went on a date and someone was actually unironically using those terms of being like, they were squad goals, it was like bay, it was like on flit, whatever, hashtag relationships, like, I would genuinely think this is not, these, this is not my people. Yeah. I would just, I would just be like, we're not, we don't think the same. I don't, you know, they can have their thing, See, that's all good, that's I, their, but I'd be I like, this is that. not, this is not me. I wouldn't say that about... I mean, I could obviously would say... I almost want to be like, keep it to the internet. I want to be well, like, yes. don't don't bring it... Don't, it's like, it's like um, <laughs> bringing your business out from the bathroom. It's like, keep that language keep online. The, keep that language on the internet. But it's particular to that slang. It, any other kind of slang or, uh, you know, sort of like social group reference points, I wouldn't have a problem with. I might say, this isn't kind of who I am and I'd find it hard to engage in the same way. But it's specifically the internet talk, the vapid internet quote-unquote buzzfeed language is the one that would make me walk away more than anything else right right it's that because i think it's because of all the things i've i've kept saying it's just like the the short-term nature of it the vapid nature of it the traceability of it all of those things render it so kind of awful to have adopted as part of your lexicon whereas you know if you use slang from a particular city or you know a certain class of slang or whatever and i, I could completely not be able to relate to it but it wouldn't like irk me in the same way. There's something so particular about this zeitgeisty internet slang right. that just burns me. So I think the difference between you and me is I'd still finish the date and be annoyed, but you'd probably just leave. You'd, probably <laughs> <laughs> you'd would, just get I up and go, go date in the Shan't. Place, Steve, let's put it that way. <laughs> right. Um, all right, lovely. Well, we're, we're creeping up to the hour mark. Um, That's more than enough, isn't we've, it? <laughs> we've had our say. We've said it all. Um, do you agree or disagree? Are you furious at us? Um, <laughs> I, um, I feel like this is kind of you know we'll be a lot calmer in the next one. This was a this is nice though. This feels purging. I think I think there was think I I think this had to happen, George. A reset. Um, yeah. You know, so you, we're so used to bringing you know a well of positivity. <laughs> obviously, um, yeah. Well, well, thanks for joining. Tell us your most hated. Uh, internet slang or trends that people bring into the real world. How has how has internet culture kind of permeated the ways people communicate in your real life? Great stuff. That's a more academic way of putting it. Um, and uh, examples of passive entitlement. Please welcomed. Oh, that's also welcome. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, we'll see you soon. We're going to probably record another one while we're together here. Um, we're going to go meet some friends soon, though, and uh, have a, a few, lovely stroll around. A few pastries, around. a few hot dogs. Yeah, go enjoy a bit of Denmark while the sun's out today. So, um, And chocolate milk. Yeah, They love chocolate milk here. They certainly do. Um, all right, guys, thanks for listening. We'll catch you very soon. 
And uh, keep it. Keep your slang on the internet, on the toilet wall of Twitter where it belongs. <laughs> Not right. including your profile. <laughs> no. Cheers, uh, guys. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye.